0: The next person that we're going to cover is a man by the name of Suraka ibn Malik. Ta'ala an. And Suraka ibn Malik, uh, his name is Suraka ibn Malik ibn Ja'sham. Uh, his nickname or his kunya was Abu Sufyan, not the Abu Sufyan ibn Harb, but Abu Sufyan, uh, Suraqa ibn Malik. And Suraqa ta'ala anhu is a bounty hunter. He's someone who knows the desert, he's someone that used to go scout places for battle. And this is a very interesting, you know, profile of a person. You often find that people that are interested in war are not interested in anything else. And this is before and after Islam, subhanAllah, there are people that are just dedicated to the craft of the battlefield. He's one of those people who's only interested in the arts of war, scouting out camps, and he's someone who used to go out there and he could count the amount of troops that were present in a place just by the footsteps, the human footsteps, as well as the footsteps of any animals uh, that were to be found. So Suraqah ibn Malik radiAllahu ta'ala Anhu is a Meccan. And he's someone who lives also to the outskirts of Mecca, around the area where Hunain will take, where, where you'll start to see Ghazwat Hunain. So he's someone that lives also amongst these people that are not city people, right? And of course that's a profile once again that goes out and that traces these things. Now Abu Jahl announces the bounty on the head of the Prophet Sallallahu when the hijrah happens. Abdullah ibn Urayqit has come back and now it's known that the Prophet وسلم, escaped with Abu Bakr radiAllahu Anhu and they know that Amr ibn Fahira radiAllahu ta'ala Anhu is with them as well. So Abu Jahl announces the bounty on the head of the Prophet Sallallahu Does anyone know what that bounty was? I already said it a little earlier, a hundred camels, Imagine what a hundred camels is like back then. You know, if you think about the most wanted man, right, when they announced like these high bounties, you are the equivalent of a multimillionaire if you get a hundred camels back then. You're set for life. A hundred of the finest camels that Abu Jahl is promising that all of the tribes will basically put forth their best. So think about like uh, your luxury cars, your luxury camels, and one man is going to have all one hundred. And so you had, and, and the books narrate up to you know 400 people that are going out and looking for the Prophet Everyone wants to find the Prophet even if they didn't want to kill him for his theology, Wasallam, for his risala. They wanted to kill him for the bounty. And Abu Jahl said, dead or alive. I don't care if you kill him or if you bring him back to me alive. But the bounty is the same, a hundred camels. So Suraqa, who has ignored the affair of Islam, and, and again, I want you to think about the profile type. He really wasn't listening to anything that was happening about Islam for all this time. When he heard that, he said, That's me. I've got this. And he was the most competent and capable person of finding people in the deserts, and he knows the area. So Suraqa, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he goes out. And he's a skilled horseman. He tells Abu Jahl, I'm going to find him and I'll bring him back to you within three nights. And subhanAllah, he describes the incident. He traced the footsteps and he sees the Prophet from a distance. And as the Prophet looks back towards him, the Prophet makes a dua against him. And Suraqah says that suddenly my horse sinks into the ground. And it throws me off. And he said, That's never happened to me before. So Suraqa says, That was weird. Something is happening here. Something is strange. Clearly, there is something going on with this man. That's a hundred camels. So he gets back on the horse, goes back after the Prophet. He said, I got closer. He said, This time it sunk worse and it threw me off worse. And the Prophet is unfazed by the oncoming bounty hunter, right? He doesn't care Sallallahu Alaihi wasalam. He's continuing to proceed, alayhi salatu wassalam and Suraqah says, so I got on there and I tried it again, right? And he actually says in one narration that I was kind of confused by the situation. So he said, I pulled out my arrows. And what did the Arabs used to do? Like how did they used to roll dice? They'd cast light, their lots, right? That's how they rolled the dice. Like flip a coin, roll the dice. He's like, should I be doing this or not? And he doesn't have a dean. He really doesn't have a religion. So he's depending on luck here, right? He's depending on some sort of uh, some sort of messaging from the arrows. And he said, and I casted the lots and they pointed to the opposite direction. But I still said to myself, a hundred camels. I'm not going to let a hundred camels go. So he said, so I got back on my horse and I pursued and I got so close to the Prophet Sallallahu that I could hear him and he could hear me. So like now we're not even in a distance anymore. Like this is, he's right there. I just have to rope him up SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he said, and it happened again. The horse threw me off. So he said, I called the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam and I said to him, oh, so-and-so, can you invoke your Lord to let me go? And I promise you, I won't harm you. Like make dua that Allah frees me and I'm not going to harm you, but I just want to come talk to you now. Like I'm not going to harm you. So the Prophet SallAllahu makes dua, he supplicates and Suraka is able to come up to the Prophet وسلم, and Abu Bakr radiAllahu ta'ala anhu Amr bin Fuhaira radiAllahu ta'ala and Suraka says, I said to the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam, it is clear that whatever this affair of yours is, it's going to spread throughout the world. So he said, I want you to write for me a guarantee of protection, aman, that when your affair spreads to my part, that I'm going to be safe. Like, I know that whoever you are, I don't know anything about your religion. I don't know anything about your deen. I don't know anything. I mean, he's saying, Kahada. like, all I know is that this affair of yours, whatever's going on here with you is pretty remarkable and amazing. And I don't know what it is, but I want a guarantee from you that whenever it comes to my area, I'm gonna be safe. So what did the Prophet's license do? He actually gave it to him. <laughs> so he asked Amr bin Fuhaira to write him down, Amanun min Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Here's your amnesty from the Prophet's license. Like this is your 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 safety license, your contract. Once Islam comes to your area, that hey I'm good. Like don't mess don't mess with me. So Suraqa gets it from the Prophet ﷺ and SubhanAllah, he knows that he's going to get, he knows that this man is special. He, he no longer cares about the hundred camels, right? The whole thing about getting a hundred camels no longer matters to Suraqah radiallahu anhu is just don't hurt me when you catch me. Or whenever Allah gives you victory, when Allah gives you success, just don't hurt me. And the Prophet SallAllahu of course, if he wanted to hurt him, he would have hurt him right then. He could have took the, the spear and just killed him right then, right? But the Prophet SallAllahu has bigger ambitions. He has a bigger way of thinking Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and a bigger heart. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gives it to him. And then he says to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَهَذِهِ كِنَانَةِ فَخُذْ سَهْمًا مِنْهَا فَإِنَّكَ سَتَمُرُّ عَلَىٰ إِبْلِي وَغِلْمَانِي بِمَكَانِ كَدَى وَكَدَىٰ فَخُذْ مِنْهَا حَاجَتَكَ He said, and by the way, here is my arrow and I've got a place where I have all of my camels and I have a bunch of servants go take whatever you want. If you go show this to them, they're gonna know that you're from me. And Ya Rasulullah, go ahead and take all the camels that you want and take all the, the, the servants that you want. It's all yours. And the Prophet SallAllahu responded, this narration is Sahih Muslim, Qala la I have no need for your camels. Go ahead. So Suraqah turns away from the Prophet and he makes his way. And this is SubhanAllah, like you think about remarkable conversations. The Prophet Wasallam is in the most vulnerable position that he could possibly be in, and he calls out to Suraka as Suraka is leaving him in the middle of the desert again. When the Prophet Wasallam is being attacked from all different directions, I mean, all these other people are still out to kill him And the Prophet Wasallam says, "Kifabika siwari ya How will it be, O Suraka, when you are wearing?" the bracelets of Kisra. Kisra is the most powerful man in the world, literally the most powerful man in the world at that time, the ruler of Persia. And the Prophet ﷺ is telling him that you're going to one day have in your hands the golden bracelets of Kisra. You know, they had the crown and they had the robe of the, of the king, of the, of the ruler. His bracelets were famous as the most precious and most expensive luxury belongings in the world. And he's saying, the Prophet ﷺ is saying to me in the middle of a desert, this fugitive, how's it going to be, O oh, Suraka? when one day you're carrying those bracelets of Kisra. Suraka looks back at the Prophet, ﷺ, he says, Kisra, Kisra, the son of Hurmuz. Like, is there another Kisra that we don't know about here? That Kisra, like imagine subhanAllah, if this conversation is happening in a remote part of the world and the most powerful man in the world, you're being told that you're going to carry his most precious possession by a person who's a fugitive in the middle of the desert. He says, Kisra, the son of Hurmas? The Prophet ﷺ smiles at him and just walks away. <laughs> Subhanallah. Suraka went out there looking for a 100 camels and was willing to kill the Prophet. ﷺ. And now he's asking the Prophet ﷺ for safety. And the Prophet ﷺ just told him, that more than the 100 camels, one day Allah is gonna put in your possession the most expensive items in the world. So Suraqa, what does he do? And SubhanAllah shows you the profile again of people. Abu Ma'bad and Umm Ma'bad, they went to Medina and aslamu, they, they became Muslim and they stayed with the Prophet SallAllahu went back to Mecca and held on to that paper. And when's the next time he sees the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi Mecca. A decade later, the Prophet ﷺ comes to Mecca and Hunayn is unfolding after the Fath and Suraqah comes out and he says, remember this? Prophet ﷺ remembers. Suraka says, "Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, واشهد أنك I knew Allah was going to give you victory. And I bear witness that there is one God and that you are the messenger of Allah. And then Suraqah becomes a companion. SubhanAllah. I mean, he waited all that time holding on to that, that document to just say, remember this. And what ends up happening, SubhanAllah, uh, as time goes on, the Prophet ﷺ passes away. Abu Bakr ta'ala anhu assumes the khilafa, and his time passes. And then Umar bin Khattab ta'ala anhu assumes the khilafa, and the battle between the Muslims and the Persians unfolds. And in one year, the most powerful empire in the world That was at war with the romans for over 700 years falls to the muslims who the persians looked at and said the bedouins of the desert like what are you people going to do to us right and we're constantly picking and bullying on the muslims from different directions and bothering them and attacking them and in one year allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the muslims victory over the persians and salman al-farisi radiallahu anhu sa'd ibn abi wa radiallahu anhu enter into the most luxurious palace of the world, which they used to call, what did they used to call it at the time? Does anyone know? They used to call it the White House basically, right? It was the White Palace of Madan, uh, which which was considered uh, the largest palace in the world at the time. And all of those possessions come out of that palace. Now when the Muslims came back to Medina, after the conquest of that palace, and this was, of course, the end of Kisra as well. When they came back to Medina, they're carrying all these belongings and they're happy to bring it back to Baytul Maal, to the treasury, right? These are the spoils of battle, but this is also subhanAllah, all of these things, these material things. And Umar radiAllahu ta'ala anhu, what arrives in the lot, here are the bracelets of Kisra. And Umar radiAllahu ta'ala anhu. He goes and he stands up on the menbar, holding up those bracelets. And he says, where is Surakha ibn Malik? Subhanallah, I want you to think about this. How many years did this happen before? Where is Surah ibn Malik? So Surah ibn Malik comes forward. He didn't even go, he wasn't part of the battle. But this is a prophecy. Aina Suraqah, Where is Surah ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu? And Suraqah radiallahu ta'ala anhu comes forward. And Umar radiallahu ta'ala who puts the bracelets in his hands and he says, صدق صاحب هذا المقام That the one who had this position, Rasulullah, وسلم, was truthful. Allahu Akbar. Right? Like look what look what came true. The most improbable transfer came true right in front of your own two eyes. And Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu is showing Suraka radiallahu ta'ala anhu holding these bracelets and he's saying to him, Irfa' yadayk, hold up your hands. Wa qul alhamdulillaha al salabahuma Kisra ibn Hormuz wa Suraka al-A'rabi. Say, alhamdulillah, who took these away from Kisra, the son of Hurmuz, and instead gave them to Suraka, the Bedouin. Radiallahu ta'ala anhu, this was a guarantee from the Prophet Sallallahu So SubhanAllah, you're seeing Umm ma'bad radiAllahu Anha and the effect of that that still continues in that conversation in that house, in that tent on the way. And now you have the bounty hunter Suraka radiAllahu ta'ala Anhu who tried to catch the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi and instead was found with great barakah and a great blessing that would come to him. This podcast was brought to you by Yaqeen Institute for Islamic Research. Dismantling doubts and nurturing conviction, one truth at a time. Tune in every week for the next episode. And don't forget to subscribe to this channel and share with friends. Until next time, this has been The Firsts, the Forerunners of Islam.